0: This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria.
1: Welcome to Grief Relief. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host and daughter, Dr.
2: Heidi Horsley.
1: Well, Heidi, we have got an amazing guest on. I mean, uh, you can go ahead and introduce him. We're going to talk about support network for grieving college students. I don't think people realize how many people lose family members while they're in college, and this is a person who has known that. It's happened to him, and he has started a support network. So introduce him. Yeah, I
2: love that he's done this, Mom, because I've had so many students at Columbia that have had losses during the semester, and it's really thrown them for a loop, and it's been devastating so I am so honored to introduce this guest. I will tell you, our guest today, David, Dr. David Fagenbaum, has done more in his short life than most people do ever. I mean, it, it goes on and on and on, his accomplishments, and I can't list all of them, but I'm going to give you the, the condensed version of, of what he's done. You can go to his site to read more. He is an amazing person and is creating hope for so many. While a student at Georgetown University, Dr. David Fagenbaum, founded students of AMF, a peer-led support group in memory of his mother, Anne-Marie Fagenbaum. David was also quarterback of his football team, a Rhodes Scholar finalist, and one of 20 college students named to the 2007 USA Today Academic All-American First Team. After graduating magna cum laude from Georgetown, David attended Oxford University and received a master's degree in public health with a focus on cancer prevention. David has received numerous awards, including the 2012 Eli Lilly Welcome Back Award for his National Community Mental Health Achievements. David graduated with his MD degree from University of Pennsylvania, and he is currently getting his MBA at the University of Pennsylvania, and he is a 21st Century Scholar. Welcome to the show, David.
3: Thank you so much, Heidi. Wow. Uh, thank you for that, that <laughs> introduction. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to be on the show with you guys.
1: It's great to have you on. Let's start by talking about your personal experience. Uh, your mother, did she have cancer and she died while you were in college? That's
3: exactly right. My mom was diagnosed with brain cancer just two weeks before I began my freshman year at Georgetown. And um, I struggled, like like so many college students, with deciding whether to stay at home with my mom or to go to school and, and really struggled with that decision. But she wanted me to go to school and, um, and make her proud there. So I tried my best to do that. And unfortunately, she um, uh, continued to, to get more sick during my first couple years and then passed away in my sophomore year. And, and I really wanted to do something in her memory.
1: Now, how, how did you start it? How does one who's a student start something like... I mean, this has become such a big movement. Haven't you got 40 chapters now? Is that right?
3: That's exactly right. So, so for me, the, the real... Uh, gas in the fire was was that I I spoke with my mom just a couple weeks before she passed away and I told her I would start something in her memory for other students that were going through the same thing and I told her it would be called AMF. AMF, uh, those were my mom's initials, Anne-Marie Fagenbaum. And I didn't know what AMF was also going to mean but I I knew I was going to figure out some acronym and and make this program honor her and um, eventually it became Ailing Mothers and Fathers and now we mm, use AMF wow. to stand for yeah now AMF stands for actively moving forward and um so with with that uh with that energy of uh, of having made that promise um really the last promise i made to my mom um i, I had no choice but to just go full bore ahead and to try to create something for other students that were struggling like me and, and uh i started out by working with faculty on campus to say what's available right now what else could be available and then working with a number of other students at Georgetown to say, what what would have helped you out more and what can we do to support one another to come up with our model?
1: Now, what if I uh, am at a university now and and I hear this and I've had a loss or or I just want to do it? How do I start a group?
3: Sure. So the first thing you do, you'd come to our website, studentsofamf.org, and you request to start a chapter. And now we've been doing this for eight years And we've worked with students from over 200 college campuses to do this. So we've learned a lot along the way. And we've developed a lot of great sample materials and can take you through it step by step. We also have the most incredible chapter development coordinator, Kiri, who actually started a chapter at University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, and now works for our team. But we'll take you through it step by step, assembling your team, finding out the steps to become an official student group, how to plan for that first support group meeting, organizing events on campus. Uh, But we really have been able to gain so much knowledge over the years about how to make a really powerful group on campus.
1: You know, uh, this is so important, David, because I I think I saw a statistic. Isn't it like 38% of students have a friend or family member that dies while they're in college?
3: That's exactly right. Between 35 and 48 will report grieving the death of a loved one within the last two years during college. So That is a huge percentage of students dealing with grief. And what's, I think, the most tragic, one of the more tragic parts of that is that even though so many students are going through this experience, no one talks about it. That means each one of those students feels completely alone. So there may be a student where the person in, in the dorm room right next to them is going through an almost similar experience to them, but because they're not talking about it, they both think they're the only person on campus. And so through AMF, we try to provide a safe forum for students to come and find others to talk to and realize, okay, I'm not alone, and okay, I can get through this. And so we, we provide that peer-led group support forum. And then the next piece of AMF is a community service group. And that's where we get our students to get together and to channel our energy towards fighting back against these things. And where we have a great chapter, we, we get together and do community service activities to raise money and awareness to take on these tough illnesses.
1: You know, that's so great because um, that's the next step to healing, I believe, is to moving forward and helping others. But I want to stop for one thing. Uh, Heidi's got to be jumping off her chair right now because she was in college when her brother died. Although it was a sudden accident, she was 2,000 miles away from home. Nobody knew him. Right, Heidi?
2: Right, and I w- I was wondering, and I'm going to comment on that. But I was wondering, this, these AMF is for any kind of loss, right? It's a sibling loss or a parent loss, or.
3: That's exactly right. Is that right. true, David? That's why we've gone away from ailing mothers and fathers to actively moving okay. forward, and it's because we're open to the illness or death of. A loved one, however defined, and we even are open to the illness of a loved one. So if someone has a loved one with a terminal illness, the last thing we want is to turn anyone away. We want to provide a safe space to talk about these really tough issues.
2: Well, I would have loved that, like my mom said, because I was over 2,000 miles away in college when my 17-year-old brother was killed in an accident, and I nobody really understood what I was going through. I felt very alone and very isolated, and most of my professors were not understanding either. Um, and so, you know, after two weeks, everybody expected me to get on with life as usual and be a fun sorority girl, and my life was really changed and altered, and I would have benefited so much from the support group. And I ended up dropping out of school for a couple of years, David, and I honestly feel if something like AMF had been there, I may have had the support that I needed given that my family was so far away from, from me.
3: Yeah, and and we we hear of that quite often. And and sometimes dropping out and taking that time is the right thing to do, and it is so important that that's an option. But at the same time, it's always great when we hear about students who say, I was able to connect with someone else and have someone to lean on so I could stay in school, or I was able to channel my grief towards these activities, which enabled me to stay focused on schoolwork and, and to connect with peers.
1: Well, David, I've got to ask you uh, this because we know you've soldiered through some health issues yourself, and uh, I can't believe all you've done uh, with your own health issues. How are you doing?
3: I, I'm, I'm doing much better. Thank you so much for asking. Yes, I, I, I've certainly been dealing with, with some major issues the last couple of years. But similar to, this, uh, to what we're doing with AMF, I've really found it to be very therapeutic for me and to help me to get through a lot of these challenges by feeling like I'm doing everything I can to fight back against my illness. I'm actually also right now building a research network for this rare hematologic disease that I'm dealing with to try to take it on and fight back and that's really this model that we found with AMF and what we found to be incredibly helpful for college students is when we deal with difficult issues if we can fight back against these things, if we can raise money for cancer research, if we can register donors into the National Bone Marrow Registry or fight back against ALS, it's incredibly therapeutic, and it helps me to feel like I'm doing my part. And we also hear from so many of our male students that maybe they don't feel comfortable coming to a peer-led grief support group, but they do feel like they can go to a 5K or they can help to organize one of these service projects. And so we feel like we've kind of we found found something that we think um, can, is really universal, this idea of fighting back.
1: I love it, David. It's fabulous. Well, tell us uh, what your website is and how we can find you. I mean, it's not hard to find you on the net. <laughs> you got a lot going on. But tell me how to find your website.
3: Sure. It's students, plural, of amf.org. Students of amf.org. And through our website, we've got all the information you could ever need. And as I said, we've been around for eight years. So we've been doing this quite a bit, uh, helping chapters out. And, and as you mentioned, we're on 44 college campuses right now with official chapters that are holding peer
1: led grief support groups and also participating in community service projects. All right. Well, David, thank you again for being on our show today and for all the work and good you're doing in the world. In the name of your mother, by the way. <laughs> thank you. I'm
3: Thanks, David. To be included
1: so much. Well, Heidi, uh, what an inspiration David is.
2: He absolutely is, and we met him several years ago, and we're completely inspired by him. I love the idea of fighting back through service projects, through 5Ks. What an amazing way to pay tribute and honor those that you've loved, and I definitely know that his mom's looking down, cheering him on every step of the way.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to our show today, and God bless.